0: Welcome to Coffee Talk with Linda Davis. I'm Linda Davis. Before we dive into God's word for today, just a little about myself. I love Jesus. I love coffee. And I love sharing keys to abundant living. So if you haven't already, grab a cup of coffee and join me today as I talk about what it looks like going forward as we approach the end times. And that's a pretty touchy subject. And I think we have continually dismissed the weight of the end times, thinking always that it's going to be for another time. We may not see that season. We may see that season. We may not be involved in it. We may be involved in it. I've heard about that since I was a kid. I've been hearing about that for years. And we've dismissed preparation for the end times. And so we're really, in one sense, always are in the end times because we're always progressing forward towards the end of time as we know it. Really, the beginning of time, so to speak, as God's plan folded out and fulfilled in purpose as he always intended it to be before our choices as man came in and altered our fellowship with God and our worship with God and evil slowly has overtaken the whole earth. And you can clearly look around and see that evil is overtaking the whole earth. But we don't stand here without hope. We don't don't stand here without a remnant that are willing to stand up and say, no, we're done giving up ground. And we've been complacent. Modern Christianity has been complacent. We haven't been willing to die for our Lord and Savior. We have felt a little bit of persecution, a little bit of mocking, maybe a little bit of church hurt even. And we think we're suffering as Christ suffered. We think we're suffering as martyrs gone by have suffered. And we aren't, not yet. Maybe we're a little uncomfortable, but we have to be prepared for what's coming. And so with that in mind, I've been going back this week and reading and watching old YouTube videos from um, what I would consider to be great men of God, great women of God, prophesying back in the 60s, back in the 70s, about what it's going to look like in the end times. And if you listen to some of those prophecies, it sounds like today. And back then in the 60s, In the 70s, people probably rolled their eyes at these, What you know, two that, for example, two main prophecies that I really looked over this week was one by Kenneth Hagin, which goes all the way back to 1963. And you can just YouTube that if you want. And there's one that even has the words as he's speaking. And boy, he really is talking about, Uh, communism coming in and trying to take over America and the greatness of America. And he makes a lot of those points and he talks about what's going to be required by men and women of God, the body of Christ as a whole. And he talks about, this is when I really, my ears really perked up. He talks about in this prophecy about spread out among several different states in the South and the East, hatred among races at, not that there's not always been hatred, not that there's always not been uh, prejudice and racism. Um, That's not what I'm implying. That's not what Kenneth Hagan was implying by any means, but at a whole new level or worse. And there's been a greater division, I would say that, a greater Um, I don't know if division is even the right word, but even among believers, I guess, you know, there's, and I've said this for years, you know, and we will come to a place as believers where we look beyond the color of our skin. We look beyond um, income levels. We look beyond denominations. There's going to be a day when this stuff begins to happen where I, I don't look at you and see anything other than we can even go to male and female. I The only thing I want to look at you and know is, are you a believer? And we will get to that day. And I don't know what we'll have to go through to get to that day. But we are going to come to that day where we don't look at each other and say, well, you can't understand me because you're not of the same race. And I can't understand you because you're not of the same race. No, we're, we're under the blood. We're covered by the blood of the Lamb. We have a new DNA. We are brothers and sisters in the Lord. And because the Holy Spirit guides us, we, yes, can understand each other. We can learn and glean from one another. I have always said this. If God created us different, it's because you have strengths that I don't carry, and I have strengths that you don't carry. And those put together make us conquerors for the kingdom of God. Make us glory carriers for the kingdom of God. Make us fire carriers of God's fire for his kingdom purposes in the end times. Now there are a remnant that look beyond, but there's so many that in the body of Christ that see race first, that see denomination first, that see gender first, that see um, uh, income status, income level. I'm not sure what the the word of that that I want is, but that see those things first, get caught up in those. Well, what do you believe? What do I believe? What do you believe about this verse? What do I believe about that verse? We allow those small things to cause division. And uh, we all know this, a divided house cannot stand. And the enemy comes in and he looks to divide and conquer because if we're divided, we're not as strong. And so what's the answer to all of this warning of the end times and all the division? And as I listened to Kenneth Hagin's prophecy, I really thought about, you know, he talks so much about being led by the spirit, you know, uh, being equipped in the fire of God. And you can go back. I didn't write down all the notes to it. You know, I was just listening to it and letting my thoughts go with it. And really, it was so much about us having to speak boldly and speak the truth in the fullness of the truth. And why is it God's fire? Because God's truth carries his fire. Even John the Baptist himself told us this. John the Baptist said in Matthew chapter three, verse 11, but after me comes one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. He will baptize you in the truth of the word of God. That's what, that's what the fire of God is. It's the truth of God. It burns up all the chafe and it just leaves the wheat behind. We have to get ready and we have to be ready. He's you know when when you think about it, he's calling us up higher, right? And we talked about that uh, a couple of weeks ago on a, pa- a podcast called Level Up. And you can go back and listen to that at any time. But that kind of is talking about leading into this, right? We're praying, we're praying for the glory and we're praying to be to, for the fire of god to hit us but with that you know i think i think we we kind of the vision we have of that is different than the reality of that you know when 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 the fire of god hits your life what it's coming to do is to burn up anything in your life that's not of god so what only remains is that of God. Then you're a true glory carrier, if that makes, I hope that makes sense. But really, we're not prepared for that. We we sing about it. We cry out for it. But truthfully, then it hits us. And so now the fire of God's hitting us. And it's not the roses that we thought it was going to be. It's actually the thorns, it's the hard times, it's the storms, it's the guts and the trenches and the battles and the contending, and it it shows us our raw emotion of everything in us, our whole thought process, our heart of what is not of God that remains in us. And it's the fire of God trying to burn all of that up so that everything that now is in us is of God. And that makes us the true glory carriers, which means nothing else matters to us. We're equipped and we're empowered because we've learned like Job did, really. We've learned more about ourselves and more than we ever thought we knew about God in those difficult moments. You know, and this, this is really, for, I guess, the more mature believers. We think we know until we go through an unexpected moment. Then we realize, what do I really know? And God begins to show us, my ways aren't your ways. I don't work the same way you work. My ways are higher. You can never box God in. You must always be willing to speak his truth, to speak it boldly, to realize you're going to be uncomfortable in situations where God requires you to speak his truth because his truth coming out of your mouth brings somebody else's freedom. When you look at Revelation 4, which we talked about in the Level Up podcast, right? it says, come up here so I will show you things So I can show you things that must take place that you don't know. This is what these old time prophecies are doing, right? And so they're telling us, come up, go up, ascend in worship, and then descend in battle. That's that's it in a nutshell right there. Ascend in worship and descend in battle. The glory and the fire will come and God's ready to release the glory and the fire, but it will be through a battle. There's no doubt. And I believe that the Lord is saying that he cannot release. I can, the Lord is saying, I cannot release my glory and my fire until people are desperate for my glory and my fire. They are not yet desperate. People, my people are too comfortable in their current Christianity. They have become complacent. And those people, I am beginning to stir again and I am beginning to cause an unsettledness that cannot be comforted by modern conveniences and modern Christianity and modern worship and modern church services. It's an unsettledness that will not go away and can only be comforted by the comforter, my Holy Spirit, my Holy Spirit, indwelling you at a greater level than you have previously carried, equipping you, teaching you, and guiding you. And those that respond to the stirring and pursue a renewed filling of my Holy Spirit at a greater, at a deeper level will be equipped as carriers of the greater glory and the greater fire." This is not a platform of honor and reputation, but a platform of power and purpose. If it is honor and reputation you are looking for, you will be overlooked. And I will seek those that are looking for my kingdom purposes and my power to come forth so that my truth goes forth so that my people walk in true freedom because it is the truth that will set you free. Thank you, Lord. Yes and amen. That is powerful. What is God saying? What is God doing? Where does God want me to go? The things that he will require of us in this season, in as we approach the end times, will not bring us honor. They will not bring us a good reputation. They will bring mocking. They will bring, bring sneering. They will bring pointing. They will bring misunderstanding. They will bring a scrutiny. Just as so many that have gone before. When you look at the men and women of God that have gone before us, that have paved the way for us, they have not been honored by the world. They have not been elevated and promoted by the world it has been God's hand in their life. And they have spoke forth truth. They have spoke forth freedom, salvation, kingdom purposes. Like Paul says, "It's, an, it, it's I don't care about my own life. To die is gain. Are are, is our reputations dying? Is that gain for us? Are we willing to set all aside so that God's truth can go forward? so that we can become genuine fire and glory carriers. Will you really answer the call of God's heart instead of the call of the platform? That's the question he's asking today. Will you answer the call of my heart instead of the call of the platform?